The future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly. But then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about. That's why we've created the Hefty Renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials. To participate, simply fill up an orange Hefty Renew bag with accepted items, tie it up, and drop it in with your regular recycling. That's it. It's that easy. It's time to rethink recycling with Renew. Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. Hello, this is Adam from Orange County, California, and I will never listen to I Doubt It with Gollimore again because on episode 221, Jesse did an impression of Jank Uger from the Young Turks. Love the show. The listeners are the best part. The following broadcast may contain free thinking and open-minded discussion, ideas, skepticism, and adult subject matter. Topics will be discussed using adult language, sometimes gratuitously. Get ready to move the conversation forward. This ain't your granddad's news and comment show. This is I Doubt It with Dalamore. All right, here we are. Thank you for joining us. This 222nd episode of I Doubt It with Dalamore. I am your host. A little different punch on that word. I am your host, Jesse Dalamore. Sitting across from me, the loyal, talented, clownish lady, Brittany Page. Um, so I had a little bit of a chicken tiki masala snack before starting, Uh-oh. which was perfect because it was really spicy. And so now I'm very phlegmy and I have a lot of stuff going on. As always, consummate professional. I made the perfect choice and I'm sure you're going to be happy throughout the show. <laughs> All right. Well, let's, let's clear something up before we get started. The, the, the listener submitted drop. At the top of the show there, mm-hmm. I guess we're still in the top of the show, a minute, 45 seconds in. But the very top. Yeah, the very, when you hit play, um, th- that they called in, and I wasn't aware of this reference, so I had to go look it up, and holy shit, as much of a fan of Jank Uger as I'm really not, because I don't think he's fair and equitable to guys like Sam Harris. He's from the Young Turks. That's right, the Young Turks. On YouTube. He he does say, of course, a lot like me. This is going to be kind of comparison. So th- the front is the exact reference that Adam was making mention of mm-hmm. in his call of me, followed by about 30 seconds of Cenk Uger. And of course, we have an agenda. Of course, I'm anti-Trump. Of course. 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 Like, of course. 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 And then once again, your humble host. And of course, we have an agenda. Of course, I'm anti-Trump. Of course. I think maybe just similar in that one. You don't. You don't typically do that. Say of course. Yeah. I don't know. It. I'm certainly not trying to emulate Jenk Uger. Mm-hmm. It's just 
It just happened. Yeah, of course. (laughs) (laughs) So I guess I hope that clears that up. I think it does. And then moving on, I would like to address once again, this might be like the the 85th installment of our 258-part series, Britney's adversarial relationship with nature. And it's not just her adversarial relationship with like bees and swarming ants and feeling like she's going to be attacked at any moment by (laughs) raccoons. It's also videos on the YouTubes and the internets in general. She saw a video this week of like, it looked like a little, like a homemade kissing booth. It was. Out of cardboard. Mm-hmm. With a cat inside with, with of the a kissing little, booth. With a little yellow tiger striped kitten. A little cute little kitten. And a, a man, like he steps up to the, or he leans in because it's really small. And he puts his little face there. Or his big man head pokes it in there, and this kitten begins like licking his face. No, and no, not, where? How am I wrong? Not licking his face. He was getting all up in his mouth. He was, <laughs> he was making a kissy face, and his lips were pursed. And he, the the cat was licking all over his lips. Right. Well, this prompted Brittany. Well, no. My friend commented on this video. That's how it was oh, in my feed. Oh, that's how you even saw the video. Yeah, so Clayton commented on this video, and he said, not disgusting at all. Because in the video, this woman is recording it, and she's like, well, that's disgusting. You know, basically me. And <laughs> so Clayton says, this is not disgusting at all. And I, I commented to Clayton. I said, help me understand what you're saying here because I was confused. You by thought how maybe it's... he was being sarcastic. Yes. And... Yes. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and, and he was not sarcastic. And so I sent him a voice memo because I was too lazy to type my message. <laughs> Because I wanted to explain my perspective here, which is... Well, he's one of your best friends. I'm sure he knows your perspective prior to your explaining it. I'm sure he does. Right. He, I've known him since I was like five years old. So he has had plenty of time to adjust adjust to my neurosis. <laughs> um, and so your I... Your cat-related neurosis. Yeah. <laughs> so I sent him a voice memo and I said, listen cats you know they get down on themselves they clean themselves off with their tongue that's being used on this guy's mouth listen i don't you don't need to censor yourself you need to say what you said but i specifically referred to the asshole and i said that the that cat they're cleaning out their asshole yeah, they're with cleaning their out their asshole i that's something that might happen i think so i said that and then clayton sends me back a voice memo which we have <laughs> <laughs> and we're going to play for you Brittany, cats do not clean out their assholes with their tongue. That's gross. And I don't know of any cat that cleans out their asshole. Yeah. So, fair point. I mean, I don't know how to argue with that. I was pretty much at a loss when I received that. Yeah. Because I think that that argument is pretty sound, right? Well, they're not. There is a a distinction there between cleaning the asshole and cleaning out the asshole. Oh, yeah. I you know what that. I mean? Yeah. Like, if you take a wash rag and you rub it on the on your ear, you're cleaning your ear 
But if you take a Q-tip, you're cleaning <laughs> out the ear. Okay, yeah. That's probably where I went wrong yeah. in my argument. I agree with Clayton, I gotta say. Yeah, that's probably where I went wrong. I, can, I see what you're saying now. I get it, guys. I get it. I see the error in my thinking. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Yikes. So it's less gross, but it's still meh. They're still touching the asshole with their tongue, which he was putting in the guy's mouth. Yeah. You know, it's little... the same thing when dogs lick people's faces. Yeah, it's a little alarming. That's a lot of dog balls and dog ass that's just getting slathered onto your mug. Yeah. It's not good. I well... And then I, every time I hear someone say, dog's well, a dog's cleaner. mouth is cleaner <laughs> than that. Right? <laughs> all right, well, then why don't you just wipe the dog's, take the dog, turn it around, and just wipe its asshole all over your face. <laughs> if that's the case. Yeah, that's... It doesn't have, like, sanitizing properties. Like, it's, it's like a, a disinfectant <laughs> rag. But as soon as it touches its asshole, it's like, whoop, just antibacterial soap. Yeah. Maybe it does work like that. That's a lot of asshole talk for the intro. It is. It yeah. is. I'm sorry, everybody. <laughs> Let's move on to some voicemails we received this week. Our first one deals with one of our listeners... Uh, love of Scandinavia, and he references a comment in his voicemail. He references a comment made by Marco Rubio during the very first debate before the Iowa caucus. And I want to play the comment for you so it's in, it's in context so you understand exactly what he's talking about. Here is Marco Rubio. What comes next for this country after seven disastrous years of Barack Obama? And let me tell you what the answer better not be. It better not be Bernie Sanders. Bernie Sanders is a socialist. I think Bernie Sanders is a good candidate for president of Sweden. We don't want to be Sweden. We want to be the United States of America. All right. And then following directly, voicemail from a listener. Hey, Jesse and Brittany. It's Dan from Oceanside. Uh, just landed in New York and got to my hotel room from being in Europe for a month, uh, which is my... I believe sixth trip in the last uh, 16 or 18 months or so and uh, just catching up on podcast episodes and stuff and, and something that I kept thinking about while I was over there was something Marco Rubio said in, in one of the debates uh, specifically about Bernie Sanders that you know he would be a great president if he was running for president of Sweden or Norway or the Netherlands or Denmark or you know he had a list and Having spent a lot of time in those countries and just having gotten back again, um, I don't understand the American public, specifically the rights, fear of those countries or fear of operating like those countries. Uh, in my experience, that short list is the nicest places I've ever been. And I've been to five continents and every country multiple times, it seems like. Um, but these are, I keep on like trying to figure out what the disconnect is. Like he's naming all my favorite countries to, to visit, to work in, to meet people from, it seems, you know. Um, and I don't, I don't know what the, the idea of kind of using everybody's pool of money to take care of the constituency, why that's such a bad deal. Because you'll also never see like a cleaner street in your life than Utrecht, Netherlands, or Aarhus, uh, or, you know, it's just, it's, it's ridiculous. Like, it's, 
they're the nicest places to be with the kindest people. Everyone really feels like they're working together. This isn't me spending a day there. This is me spending weeks and weeks there. Um, when there's not trash on the street, I mean, it's just it's it's crazy. It's no the, our our like American kind of libertarianism that that kind of screams "fuck you." I got mine is not ingrained in those people there. So people like it's an imposition to throw your trash on the ground because that's going to be in someone else's way instead of just take care of your stuff. And so I, I think when a society is trained to kind of work together, uh, even in some, some minor things like having an education system that everybody chips in for, and obviously medic, uh, medical, socialized medicine, uh, it seems to work great in those countries. Uh, and I've talked to, I've had tour managers and guitar techs and merchandise managers, all from, from the UK and from Canada and from Sweden and from Finland and from the Netherlands, and I mean, just, just all over the place. And so I always like to, when I get to spend a couple weeks with them, ask them, you know, like, how do you like it? You grew up in it, what, you know, whatever. And the reaction is always, we don't understand why the U.S. is so far behind every other first world country. Because we've, we've figured out a system that, for the most part, works and gets better care for less money. And the U.S. is still just a raging dumpster fire when it comes to a couple of these issues. Um, you, if you guys can speak to why you think that is that Americans specifically want to operate the way they do, if that makes any sense, that it seems to be unique among kind of the first world Western countries, at least has been my experience. Anyways, guys, I know you have another a lot of uh, listeners over there. Uh, let them know I, I love their their particular countries. Uh, they're all, it's always my favorite places to be in Scandinavia and Northern Europe. It's it's always great. Um, Love the show. Love catching up, even when I get behind, because I'm, I'm out at work. But uh, I will talk to you guys later. Bye. It does sound like he has an awesome job. Like all these weird terms. Uh, Dan is the drummer for Father John Misty, mm-hmm. so he's traveling the goddamn world most of the year. Yes, pretty, pretty good gig. Mm-hmm. Um, I would say this in answer to the question. There is a stark difference culturally between those countries and ours. Just historically, how we came about is different than their history. Right. For hundreds, hundreds and hundreds of years, maybe a thousand years, they've been ruled by kings and queens and monarchs. Their people have been the subjects Mm -hmm. of another human being. Right. Where we, only being, you know, fewer than 300 years old, we rebelled against that system of government and governance. We, we broke away. We, we had a revolution against a king and queen, against unfair taxation without any representation. I mean, it's, there is, I mean, I'm not justifying where we are relative to certain social functions of the government, but it does explain why we do have what I would call a rugged individualism kind of a streak and what Dan explained as as American libertarianism or a fuck you, I got mine attitude. Mm-hmm. Dan and I are pretty diametrically opposed <laughs> <laughs> on most things politically, but that is what it is. And it may take another 50 or 80 or 100 years for us to fully shed the vestiges 
and the influences of our founding, which was through violent revolt. Right. Well, and he's asking us to kind of give our thoughts on why that difference exists. But I think he touched on it when he said it doesn't seem to be ingrained in the people over there like it is here. And I think you just explained what the difference is in terms of what's ingrained into people, what you're taught and how that informs your your general perspective on things and how the government should work. Right. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, they still have a king in Denmark. They still have this royal system. Mm-hmm. Now, it doesn't have the power it once did, but still it's an influential thing upon the society to be the subject. You know, like in Great Britain, they are subjects of the crown. Eh, that's. I'm not a fan of that. That's not something I would want. I don't know if you know, Brittany Page. I, I don't know. <laughs> Oh, you don't know about how I feel about this kind of shit. Oh, yes. I do know. I do know. I don't think you would like it very much. Would not like it. Okay. All right. Well, let's move on. First of all, thanks for the call, Dan. Glad you're back in country and hope to see you soon. Second call is from someone from Austin. I can't tell because, one, my ears are terrible, but also he says it so fast. I don't know if it's Nathaniel or Daniel, you be the judge. Hey, y'all. Nathaniel from Austin, Texas here, a proud three-month-long non-listener. I recommend your show to little to no persons because, you know, who would take advice from a non-listener? P.S. Jesse's lovely and scrumptious laugh is the best part. Goddamn. Have a good night, bye. Bye. Uh, Bye. That scrumptious item... I like that there's a running theme here. Uh-huh. He's clearly a loyal non-listener because he's making reference to things that other listeners have submitted and said. Mm-hmm. I like it. I also like the non-listener thing. I got to say. Yes. I, we've come around and, and asked the audience several episodes, many, many episodes ago, what what we should call the listeners, whether the, the doubters or the, everybody submitted all these things. I kind of like non-listener. <laughs> I, I don't know why. I really dig it. Yeah. He also picked up on your your goddamn, which everyone yes, seems to love. I don't know. That's listen. That's not an affectation that I'm putting on. Well, let's that's not just... let's not get all sensitive about it. People love it. Relax. You don't need to explain <laughs> it. Okay. But let me say, how dare you, sir? Trying to take away me is the best part. Love the show. Brittany's the best part. Although Jesse's laugh is scrumptious. <laughs> This is true. Uh, but I that scrumptious <laughs> item. Wow. All right. Well, again, Nathan- I think it is Nathaniel now that I heard it again. I think it's Nathaniel. Uh-huh. Thank you, Nathaniel from Austin. We, we appreciate your call. And even though it was just positive sentiments, it's a beautiful thing. All right. If you, too, would like to sound off. Tell us happy birthday. This is our birthday month, Brittany Page. Birthday month. Both Brittany Page and I will be turning one year older, mm-hmm. like most people on a birthday. That's what they do. It's mm-hmm. not two years. Yeah. I, it's maybe two years compared to two years ago. All right. That's enough. Ah, it's fucking terrible. So June 21st for me, June 27th for you. Six yeah. days apart. Six days. Look at that. Awesome. Anyway, if you too would like to sound off, send us a voicemail about these topics or any others. 657-464-7609, or you can email a voice memo from your smartphone to idoubtit at dollamore.com. 
Before we move on, though, I also would like to to mention that I was on another podcast. I got invent, uh, invited on another show called Inciting Incident. Mm-hmm. I was on for the full hour, and we had a really good... It really was a good fucking time. You go on podcasts sometimes. Like, not everybody has probably gone on podcasts, but sometimes it's, eh, you know, it's just kind of trudging through until the fucking end. This was a good time. We covered all kinds of dumb shit, nerd shit. It wasn't just religion and politics it was a, it was interesting so you're I, really selling it with the hour long talking about dumbass that no. is something i totally want to listen to <laughs> i didn't say dumb shit nerd shit like uh other did i say dumb shit you did yeah yeah well i mean not like politics and religion and really serious okay it was uh it was a good time okay and i'm a dumb guy so i like talking about dumb shit <laughs> i'm a dumb shit what can i say okay all right well let's we have one piece a follow-up before we move on. And of course, of course, you like that, Brittany? No. It is about the trans bathroom access bullshit again. Are you going to let the devil oh, rape your children, America? Stacy Dash, who is like the black and Coulter. She was in Clueless, yeah. for those of you who remember Clueless. With Alicia Silverstone, who's another... Nutty Nutterton. Interesting human being. The one who chews her baby's food and shit and then spits it into its mouth. Yep, that happens. Anyway, (laughs) Stacey Dash was on some news outlet. I think it's kind of like an Entertainment Tonight kind of a thing. Yep. And they interviewed her about a book that she wrote where she's slamming Lady Gaga and her, and La- Lady Gaga's anti-bullying campaign because that's something that needs criticized well, as an anti-bullying campaign. Uh, let's give the full plug. It's her new memoir. Of course, you want to go get this. There goes my social life from clueless to conservative. Uh, she has no more friends because she became a conservative. Fucking cashing in is what she's doing. <laughs> so Stacy Dash, who by the way is almost 50 years old. Oh, she looks good. That is that seriously blows my fucking mind that she is that old. Stacy Dash gave an interview about her book and really, like I said, solidified herself in my mind as the black Ann Coulter. You go after folks in your book. Yeah. You, you I don't do. hesitate. No, you call people out. You call out Lady Gaga. Yep. You feel like her anti bullying campaign mm-hmm. is a, a ruse for. Um, trying to promote her liberal agenda. I yes. Think. Why do you think that? Well, because it's true. It is. Mm-hmm. And that's what Hollywood does. Hollywood pushes a liberal agenda to the rest of the country. And whether we like it or not, Hollywood dictates the culture of the country. You also call out Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah. But she she's a conservative. Yeah. Yeah. But I think, I think that, you know, she's saying she wants to go into the woman's bathroom. She's a woman now go into the woman's bathroom. But why, it's a tyranny by the minority. Why do I have to suffer? Because you can't decide what you want to be that day. But is it a decision? <laughs> I, I would think so, it's your body. Mm-hmm. So it's your decision, right? We all, have to, we all make choices. I guess a lot of people in the transgender community would then say, it is who I am and yeah. I don't choose to be one way or another. It's who I am. Okay, then go go to the bushes. I don't know what to tell you, go but the... <laughs> I'm not going to put my child's life at risk what? because you want to change a law so that you can be comfortable with your beliefs, which means I have to change my beliefs and my rights. No. So, 
the entire time your face was just perplexed. Well, this is why, I mean, I don't watch these entertainment um, news shows. Right. But this is probably the first interview I've heard in years from an entertainment show. And I'm frustrated by it. So uh, this is probably why I don't watch because she just laughs at that comment. Oh, <laughs> well, go to the bushes. <laughs> she she laughs in like a uncomfortable, this is supposed to be lighthearted entertainment news. I'm not Megan Kelly. I can't really come back and fucking hammer you. Well, you don't need to come back and hammer her, but you don't need to. You don't need to make the situation more comfortable for her by yeah, giving a, a I, pity laugh. I, I get that, but I think the the reporter was more uncomfortable than anything else. I, it was one of those deals where you talk about somebody dying, like Claire on on Modern Family. When she's talking about someone dying, she's smiling. And people are like, hey, why are you smiling? Okay, whatever. So then Stacey Dash <laughs> is saying that she doesn't want to be put in danger. Yeah, why do why do I have to suffer is what she said. Why do I have to suffer? How are you suffering if a trans woman is in your fucking bathroom? Yeah, or putting her kid in danger or whatever she her said. Her kid's life in danger. Yeah. <laughs> Please back this up with something. I yeah. mean, you can't just say these things. Where well, are you getting this from? That is actually a, a great lead-in for th- what I wanted to talk about uh, at the top of what she said about Lady Gaga. Well, why do you say that? Well, because it's the truth. That's what she does. But then doesn't <laughs> give any evidence of why she believes that. Right. Well, and she even said that that Hollywood determines our culture. That's kind of a weird statement to make as right. well. Hollywood yeah. determines what is going on in our culture i mean where's the evidence for that as well just everything she was saying it's (laughs) just this is a spontaneous thought i had yeah it's fact because i thought it right yeah i mean that's that's, what it comes down to there are you know millions and millions of americans who believe that it's fact because i thought it it happens to be true because i thought it into existence not that it's based on anything Mm -hmm. not that it's backed up by evidence or data or research Mm -hmm. no just I th- I think that's the way it is, so that's the way it is. Yeah. God damn. Yeah. All right. Well, that's all we had for the follow-up. Can I say one thing? Yes, you may. So someone on my friends list just liked this link, and it says, Breaking Kenyan government releases Obama's real birth certificate. You need some new friends. So, God damn. This is still happening. I had no idea that this was still a thing. Did you click the link and see if it is a new... Like re- like recent article, or is it just she's sharing like a an eight year old article or something? It's from 2014, but they are posting it saying breaking yeah, news, right? And it's from AmericanNews.com, which it looks like I just got like a virus on my computer clicking this link. <laughs> I don't know why anyone thinks these sites right. are like legitimate. It's it's dated. The byline is dated 2014, but the website looks like it's from 2002. Yeah, and you click on it, and it has all those ads where it like shows a a celebrity that has a deformed body now, and they're like, "Look at this product that we oh, can get." Yeah. Just all these ads. It just looks like a giant virus. For M- your computer. Music automatically starts playing. Yeah, it's horrible. <laughs> anyway, I had no idea that people still are believing this spreading this rumor yeah yeah i just i'm shocked well it's i would say it's probably going to be an uptick the closer we get toward a general election with with trump so it's terrible it's certainly terrible Mm -hmm. 
Support for I Doubt It with Dollamore comes from generous, engaged, intelligent and good-looking listeners like yourself by way of Patreon. You can contribute per episode as much or as little as you'd like, comforted by the knowledge that you're within your budget and helping move the conversation forward one podcast at a time. If you too would like to become a supporter, please visit patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dolomore. All right, let's get in to the, like I said, meat and potatoes a couple times ago, the the protein and starch of the program. <laughs> Dolomocracy 2016. Facing down pessimistic politics with realistic optimism. In only one day, Tuesday, June 7th, will be the California and New Jersey primaries. We will be participating, obviously, in the California primary, being in the Los Angeles area. And there will be many, many people, millions of people maybe, who go to the polls in New Jersey as well. So this will likely be the wrap-up for the Hillary Clinton campaign over Bernie Sanders. And it's just a, a, the culmination of more votes for the orange Donald Trump on the Republican side. If you live in one of these two states, go out and do your part if you're registered to vote. I don't know exactly what the regulations are are in New Jersey, but you you needed to have been registered two weeks ago in California to vote in this primary election. So if you if you are eligible and registered and ready to go, go out, take the time, go vote. It is important, no matter for whom you vote, being involved in the process is, it's all part of that larger conversation that we talk about. So this week... Donald Trump has gotten himself into more trouble or maybe just solidified himself as the candidate of choice for the redneckery, hate monger, racist, bigoted element of the Republican Party. It's truly getting out of control. It's very bizarre. He's pissed off a lot of people within his party. We all know he's in the middle of a lawsuit surrounding his Trump University, and I say that tongue-in-cheek, University, his real estate scam, alleged scam, that he is being brought to court over fraud charges. Well, this week he made some troubling remarks about the judge, the federal judge in the case, speaking with JTAP over at CNN. When Hillary Clinton says this is a racist attack, and you reject that, if you are saying he can't do his job because of his race, is that not the definition of racism? No, I don't think so at all. No? No. He's proud of his heritage. I, I respect him for that. you're saying he can't do his job because of it. Uh, look, he's proud of his heritage, okay? I'm building a wall. Now, I think I'm going to do very well he's with Hispanics. Citizen. You know why I'm going to do well with Hispanics? Because I'm going to bring back jobs, and they're going to get jobs right now. They're going to get jobs. I think I'm going to do very well with Hispanics, but we're building a wall. He's a Mexican. We're building a wall between here and Mexico. The answer is he is giving us very unfair rulings, rulings that people can't even believe. This case should have ended years ago on summary judgment. The best lawyers, I have spoken to so many lawyers, they said, 
this is not a case. This is a case that should have ended. I've, this judge is giving us unfair rulings. Now I say why. Well, I want to, I'm building a wall, okay? And it's a wall between Mexico, not another country. But he's, not, my, he's not from Mexico. In my opinion. He's from Indiana. He is he's Mexican, Mexican heritage. And he's very proud of it. Seriously, filthy, racist, bigoted comments. I mean, this is just embarrassing. See, I mean, what a, he also said, said something about a Muslim not being able to be impartial just based on the fact that he's a Muslim. Right. So what Donald Trump wants is a rich white man to be his judge. Yeah. And only a rich white man, because he's basically saying anyone who's different from me, I may have talked bad about. Right. Yeah. <laughs> and they may not like me very much. Yeah. Well, he's pissed off a lot of people. In all the classes, he's pissed off people in the political class, in the pundit class, in the media class. Megan Kelly went on a little bit of a tirade about this very interview. And so, first of all, people are saying that this judge is a member of La Raza, the group that's been protesting Donald Trump. He isn't. He's a member of a Hispanic Lawyers Association that has yeah. no part of, par- partisan stripes whatsoever. They, they support Hispanic lawyers and judges. That's it. So let's be clear on that. Secondly, the man is not Mexican. Donald Trump keeps saying he's American. His parents are Mexican. He's of Mexican heritage. He was born in Indiana. Third, he has no conflict of interest, Bill. Now Donald Trump is saying the judge needs to be investigated. Someone should look into him. Just because he's ruled against Donald Trump in this litigation repeatedly. He certified the class and he denied the motion for summary judgment. That doesn't make you biased. It doesn't. No, it doesn't. Big mistake. And um, I hope he stops with this. In fact, I hope he stops with a lot of the personal stuff that he's been doing the last week or two. Um, We thought he was in a a point of new departure. He was going to be more serious. Again, I think the Ryan thing is so consequential. It's a shame this has to happen on the same day. Paul Ryan endorsed Donald Trump today is what Bill's referring to. That's right. And and that was going to be what we talked about tonight until this news broke moments ago that Trump continues to attack a federal, a sitting federal judge who, by the way, did a lot to fight the drug cartels when he was a prosecutor uh, based on his ethnicity, suggesting he has an inherent, inherent conflict of interest because of his heritage. A Hispanic cannot judge a case against me. That is what Trump is saying explicitly, Bill. Listen, I and, and let me tell you, when he does this, I guarantee you right now that this judge is getting threats and vitriol and and who knows what else. And this is what I was trying to ask Trump about when I sat with him. I think that's a little disingenuous on her part, though. This is what I tried to ask Trump about when I sat with him. Well, you don't try. You just fucking ask him. You had him sitting in a room alone. You either ask him and you force the question and you force an answer or you make it obvious that he's not answering. But don't act like you tried to really have it be hard hitting. You didn't. Her interview was not a hard-hitting interview. Yeah, I agree with that. Although I will say, like with the Jake Tapper clip you just played, that is from a almost 10-minute clip. And it's being reported that Jake Tapper asked this question 23 different times of Donald Trump in one sitting, right. trying to get him to answer the question. It took 23 times to get him to finally answer the question and address it. And Jake Tapper was getting visibly frustrated. Right. Um, because of course it is. I mean, you're sitting with a grown man who is refusing to answer your question 
that's got to be very strange to have happen, right? But you do need to keep pressing him, and that is something that, that Megyn Kelly obviously failed to do. Sure. But I do like that she's pointing out that this uh, judge is probably getting a lot of harassment right now. Just he's, like she did. Right. He's probably receiving all kinds of vitriol from Donald Trump supporters. Right. Um, because that is what they do. Yeah, right? they, they follow their, their great leader. Right. Like he's Kim Jong-un or something. Mm-hmm. So, Megyn Kelly made reference to Paul Ryan, who did come out and finally endorse, or at least say he's going to vote for Donald Trump. Well, Paul Ryan, it was only hours later, had to walk that back a little bit. Well, not necessarily walk it back. He's still claiming to vote for Donald Trump. But he had to, right after saying he supports him, come out and say all this shit about these ridiculous comments that Donald Trump made. Look, I... The comment about the judge the other day just was out of left field from my mind. It's, it's reasoning I don't relate to. I completely disagree with the thinking behind that. Um, and so I, he clearly says and does things I don't agree with. And, and I've had to speak up on time to time when that has occurred, and I'll continue to do that if that's necessary. I hope it's not. Yeah, well, <laughs> it's going to continue to be necessary, Paul Ryan. You're right. It is going to continue to be necessary. And it's weird for me to hear him say, I hope this isn't going to continue to be necessary. You know that it is. That's why you were hesitant to come out and endorse him. And I don't know how many people have to go through this process of saying they're going to vote for him and then regularly having to come back and say, I don't don't agree with what he said. I mean, how often have we had someone – as a presidential candidate where he has gathered support and then those people that support him have to regularly come out and say, listen, uh, I'm going to have to denounce what he just said. Yeah. I don't think I, I can, I cannot think of a time that that's happened that I can remember. I mean, how often is the candidate saying something so controversial and crazy that his supporters have to come out and distance themselves from what he's saying? Well, again, this is, this is party over principle. And this is politics over principle. It's I want my team to win, even if my team is a bunch of cheating assholes. <laughs> it's my team over their team. It's not about what's best for America. And Paul Ryan, I used to have some respect for him. Eh, I don't know. You know, it's people like this Anna Navarro, who is a political operative in Florida, who was a, a Marco Rubio supporter, who isn't switching teams. I thought she was a Jeb Bush supporter. Oh, yeah, that's right. She was, Jeb Bush. But she isn't switching teams into the Trump camp. She is has been virulently opposed to Donald Trump. And here is a clip of her, a Latina, talking about the comments. It is offensive from a legal perspective. It is highly offensive as a Hispanic. What he is doing is wagging the dog. He is trying to distract from the fact that he has got a problem with a case where there are allegations that his business is a scam and a fraud. How dare he? How dare he question a judge's responsibility, a judge's adherence to the Constitution because he is of Mexican descent? This man was born in East Chicago. He is an American citizen. He is just as American as Donald Trump. Mexican Americans bleed just as any other American when they go to war. They bled just as any other American at 9-1-1. They fight for America. They are Americans. And what he is doing is disgusting. I'm livid about it. And if this is his strategy to win over Hispanics, he's got a hell of a wake-up call coming to him come November. 
And she is exactly right. Right. And I, he's going to need some kind of of minority infusion of votes in to win. It just it has to happen. Right. In fact, they were talking about that with like Romney versus Obama and Romney did not have Hispanic support. And they credit that somewhat with him losing the election. Right. Well, also what Hispanic support Romney did have just dwarfs what Trump has. It's almost zero. I mean, right. you could you could pick out your your one-offs like Nestor, who we had on the show, but eh, it's not common. It's mm-hmm. very uncommon to see that. I heard Michael Smirconish this weekend say there are not enough white men in this country to elect Donald Trump. That's right. That is right. Right. But yeah. I saw Anna Navarro. She went further and she said, listen, I wasn't going to wade into these waters. I wasn't going to criticize Donald Trump. I wasn't going to do this. But I have to now. Yeah. And she said, because I want to save the Republican Party. And For her, it's principle over party. And it, it, she really hopes that the principles that she adheres to and believes in will save the party. It's not the other way around. Right. And she is one in a million. I mean, right. <laughs> how many people Seemingly are... Seemingly so. How many people are rising up and, and doing this? Yeah. Fuck, I mean, I thought Paul Ryan would... But he right. didn't. Well, listen, at least he did come out with a short statement talking about it. I'm a little shocked by this next guy who is on Donald Trump's shortlist to be his vice presidential pick. Newt Gingrich has come out and in no uncertain terms at all denounced the comments. He has come out and, and called it racist. He, he, didn't par- he didn't mince his words at all. Are you comfortable with a potential president attacking a federal judge for his heritage? No. This this is one of the worst mistakes Trump has made. And I think it's inexcusable. Uh, He has every right to criticize a judge. And he has every right to say certain decisions aren't right. And his attorneys can file to move the venue from the judge. But first of all, this judge was born in Indiana. He is an American, period. When you come to America, you get to become an American. And Trump, who has grandparents who came to the U.S., should understand this as much as anybody. Second, to characterize, you know, if a liberal were were to attack Justice Clarence Thomas on the grounds that he's black, we would all go crazy. Every conservative would say it was wrong and it was racism. And Trump has got to, I think, move to a new level. This is no longer the primaries. He's no longer an interesting contender. He is now the potential leader of the United States, and he's got to move his game up to the you, level of being a potential leader. Do you consider what this he did here racism? I think I think that it was a mistake. I think that it, it was. It, I hope it was sloppiness. Uh, he says on other occasions that he has many Mexican friends, etc. But that's irrelevant. This judge is not Mexican. This judge is an American citizen and deserves to be treated. Now, that means he can attack him as a judge and say he's a liberal and he's against me and he's doing things I don't agree with. And he has lawyers who are supposed to be doing that. If, if it's a good case, they should file to change the venue. New Gingrich, everybody, actually doing the right thing here. Well, in the aftermath of this, the, the woman who was the Hispanic media director for the Republican National Committee... Ruth Guerra has quit her position at the, at the Republican National Committee as the Hispanic media director because she is not going to be party to 
to a general election candidate that is being supported by the RNC through money and tone and everything else. She up and left. The Republican National Committee's top Hispanic outreach coordinator quits. Ruth Guerra stepping down as the director of Hispanic media for the RNC over apparent misgivings over the party's presumptive nominee for president. As head of the Hispanic media relations, Guerra would have been responsible for regularly explaining and defending Donald Trump's incendiary comments about Latinos and harsh policies aimed at stemming illegal immigration. The RNC has a Guetta's replacement, Helen Aguetti Ferre, the liberal watchdog group Media Matters, reports Ferre has deleted tweets that she had previously written critical of Donald Trump. So Helen Aguirre has taken over that position from Ruth Guerra. And Helen Aguirre, like he just said, has deleted several tweets that were critical and negative about Donald Trump that she has done in the past. Well, some things that cannot be deleted, <laughs> Brittany Page, is audio mm-hmm. and videos that happen to be on YouTube. Uh-oh. This is audio of her from March 2016 talking about Trump. I think it's more than clear. Donald Trump has contributed to this, and there is very clear evidence in his speeches and his rallies that he does instigate that violence and then he'll say I will pay for your attorney or don't rough don't rough them up too much as if they were going to be the protesters who are being removed going to be roughed up anyway but just the introduction to that in the political context from a candidate is so dangerous and so divisive and even when he speaks in defense of his he comes back and he'll say and he comes back to illegal immigration and immigrants as if immigrants were a problem with the violence yesterday. He doesn't denounce the violence that was committed against journalists. There's been two journalists now who have uh, attributed violence by those who are working for Donald Trump or part of the campaign. There's a protester who two days ago was um, punched and, and bloodied up by somebody. That wasn't Donald Trump's fault, but Donald Trump hasn't come out and said, don't do that. We don't condone that. This is a place of peace. And he's not trying to be peaceful. He's actually, you know, rallying up the support. And she's right. And now, for whatever reasons, career advancement, or maybe, and I say this with air quotes, maybe she's had a change of heart. She really does think he's the best candidate. Mm-hmm. Doubtful. Mm-hmm. I don't believe that. But it is a sad state of affairs. Listen, you may disagree with the Republican Party vehemently, but these people don't hate America, and they don't hate Americans. They just have a different view on how things should be running. They're not inherently a racist party. They have been hijacked this year. They've been hijacked for many years by the religious right on social issues. But they're not inherently hateful, bigoted, racist. I I don't believe that. They just attract those types. Uh yeah, I think you're being a little snarky, but yeah, I think Well, that- no, they do. I'm I'm I understand what you're saying. I don't believe it's uh, healthy to believe that either party is inherently evil. Th- that's yeah. not helpful yeah. for the political discourse. So what you're saying is right. But at the same time, they do attract 
these types. Yeah. Right. Yeah, and, and that's, that's problematic. True. But I'm not sure that that's based on the party platform. I, I don't I don't think right. it's necessarily based on the party platform. Well, what happens is you start attracting so many members and then they become a, a massive voting block within your party, like the religious right. And then they hijack certain policies like like gay marriage. Like, you know, I mean, there are many when those members started really taking over the party and being very vocal and and hating on on the LGBT community in America, Americans who are gay and lesbian, Americans who want to marry one another in loving, consensual, healthy relationships, they're Americans. And when they're starting to battle against other Americans and their rights... That's when I jump ship. That's when I got the fuck out of there. Well, that's what's strange to me about this Donald Trump phenomenon, because he is saying things like, you know, the headlines were saying, yeah. quote, he's a Mexican, end quote, Donald Trump. Yeah. And when he's talking about the Muslims now, like he can't look have at, a Muslim look judge. Look at my African-American. Look at him. Yeah, he said that. <laughs> he said that this week as well. Um, the white supremacists, the racists, they are loving this. Oh, yeah. This is their guy. Yeah. And if you don't believe that, go look at some Twitter accounts. Okay. Jesus Christ. It is it is a, a sad state of affairs. He is making them excited. Yeah. And I don't know why people wouldn't denounce him because of that reason well, th alone. This entire he's a Mexican um, and then Jake Tapper says, well, he's not a Mexican. He's an American. And then and then Donald Trump immediately answers with, I'm going to do great with Hispanics. I'm going to do great. What? What are you doing? That's. That's not the question at hand here. Yeah. That's not what we're talking about. You're not going to be able to hijack it. And I I, uh, I have high praise for Jake Tapper asking follow-up 23 times in the internet. That, that's awesome. Even though it was exhausting for him. <laughs> well, you know what? Sometimes jobs are exhausting. Sometimes right. doing your job. I think that when he says, oh, you know, I've got lawyers coming up to me and they're telling me, oh, you should have blah, 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 blah. I think that the follow-up should be, oh, yeah, which lawyers? Right. Name them. We want to go talk to them. Yeah, who? Put him on the spot at that moment and make him answer the question, and nobody's doing that. And then he'll look in the camera and talk about how much support he's going to get with Mexicans. Uh. <laughs> but I told you recently that I'm very excited for the general election debates to start with Trump versus whoever the nominee is going to yeah. be. Yeah, yeah. And... You know, they keep asking Donald Trump questions like, when are you going to finally get real here? When is this going to happen? Yeah, like Newt Gingrich was saying. Right. It's time to serious it up, buddy. And he's not going to. No. I mean, he doesn't. He's not smart enough to. It's not possible. He doesn't possible. have his, the ability to do so. Because Hillary Clinton gave a long speech about uh, foreign policy. And in it, she talked about how he doesn't have a thick skin. Yeah. And Jake Tapper asked him about this comment as well and said... You know, Hillary Clinton says you don't have a thick skin. And he became very visibly upset by this. Yes. Immediately responded, oh, I have a very thick skin. I have the thickest skin, you know. The thickest. It's the thickest, Brittany. Yeah, just going off on his tangent. <laughs> and I can see this happening in a in a debate versus Hillary Clinton. Right. Where she says something and he just can't control himself because he cannot be personally criticized. Right. Especially by a woman. Yeah. That's going to be the entertaining thing. Well, listen, we'll do one more on politics and then we'll wrap this up. 
Hillary Clinton's website, listen, I, I talk about the Clinton machine all the time, but they're doing a goddamn bang-up job over there. She's got a section of her web, website that's called The Briefing. And on this one page at her website, they have a list that is comically long and disturbingly serious, some of these things that Donald Trump has said. And I don't know if the title of it is like, shit, he's uh, like, it's not shit he said, but... <laughs> <laughs> that would be great. But like... Real things, Donald Trump. What is it? Trump literally said That's all right. those things. Trump literally said all of these things. And it is very long, the list. Why don't you go through there and pick five or so, five or eight of them, and uh, some of the most egregious. Okay. This is a man who said that more countries should have nuclear weapons, including Saudi Arabia. Anderson Cooper. Saudi Arabia? Nuclear weapons? Trump. Saudi Arabia. Absolutely. Ugh. Where Wahhabism, he talks about Islamic extremism all the time, like it's a fucking mantra for him. Mm -hmm. He drags that trope out, and for him it is a trope. He drags this out and then wants to give Saudi Arabia the home of Islamic extremism. He wants to give them nuclear capability. That is patently dangerous. Mm -hmm. It runs counter to... 50 years of U.S. policy of anti-nuclear pro proliferation. He's not smart enough to be president. He is not capable, temperamentally, to be president. What's another one? I know more about ISIS than the generals do. Believe me. <laughs> oh, my God. If he's talking about his friend ISIS, then maybe. But not the Islamic State of Iraq and Syria. Not. The concept of global warming was created by and for the Chinese in order to make U.S. manufacturing non-competitive. That doesn't even make sense. Donald Trump, he, he really has mastered the manipulation of the media because they love reporting on this shit. They are complicit in his, in his nomination, in the popularity of, of his candidacy. Because they've given him, you know, like we've talked about, $2 billion worth of free airtime. What's another one? I will tell you, in terms of leadership, Vladimir Putin is getting an A. And our president, not doing so well. Uh, Goddamn. So dictators. Right. Well, he's praised Kim Jong-un. Oh, he's a tough guy. He's a tough character. He loves dictators. Yeah. Well, he aspires to their leadership style with threatening the media. They just kicked out a, a political reporter. God, we're all over the board today. He, he has kicked out a political reporter from a rally recently who was just sitting on his laptop typing, and they threw him out. Okay, you ready for this? Yeah. I do know what to do, and I would know how to bring ISIS to the table, or beyond that, defeat ISIS very quickly. And I'm not going to tell you what it is. All I can tell you is it's a foolproof way of winning. Wow. I trust him. <laughs> that is trustworthy. <laughs> Goddamn. Uh, and when you point these things out to his supporters, they have nothing to say. And I mean, it's, it's almost sad. You know what I mean? Well, the problem is, is that Hillary Clinton is so unpopular that they just hate her so badly that they'll take, they'll eat, swallow, hook, line, and sinker anything this idiot has to say. I just did a video on YouTube talking about which Trump, 
which Donald Trump are you going to support? And it, it, it talks about abortion, how he was for and against, his self-funding. He's, he was self-funding. Now he's talking about raising a billion or $2 billion. Several issues that we address in the video. You should go check it out on YouTube. I'll, I mean, just Dollamore YouTube channel. Mm-hmm. It's P- good. Plug, plug, plug. <laughs> Get those plugs in because it's good. Right. All right. Well, let's let's wrap it up. Taking care of biz. So usually whole states and whole cities are the asshole of today. That's right. But typically. today a whole city is taking care of biz. Oh, yeah. And it's going to be shocking which city that is because it's Los Angeles. And normally they're not taking care of biz. <laughs> normally Los Angeles is not Taking care of biz. That is fact. But the city of Los Angeles has a new plan to turn rundown motels and hospitals in need of minimal repair into 500 apartments for the area's homeless veterans. Huh. Wow. Developers will purchase the rundown properties, turn them into efficiency apartments, and the vets will use vouchers from the VA to fund their rents. The vouchers won't expire for 15 years, and the deal is expected to enable landlords to make a profit. Additionally, residents will also get Get supportive services, which include case management and counseling. There were 2,733 homeless veterans on a single night in the city last year. So there is a tremendous need. Yeah. So taking away 500 of that 2,700, that is a, I mean, clearly it's not getting the job done, but it is a massive dent out of a, a, a pretty big problem. Mayor Eric Garcetti said in a statement, instead of allowing blighted properties to decay, let's use them to make powerful change in our communities by giving our veterans the access to services and housing they need and deserve. Well, it's also a nice blend of private and public solution to a real problem that L.A. has. Right, and L.A. is going to be using financing from Proposition 41, which allocated $600 million in bond money for housing for poor and homeless veterans. Yeah, it's great. So there was another one, was there not? We had multiple taking care of biz or takings care of bizzes. Yeah, so, <laughs> so one that I really loved was a girl who got a doll... That looks like her. Oh, I, this was a, a very heart heartwarming video. So Emma Bennett has a prosthetic leg, and she received an American Girl doll with one as well. And you may have seen this. It went viral. We'll put it on the Facebook page. But she opens the box, and she, she reads this letter, and she realizes that it's a doll that looks like her, and she pulls it out. And at first, she's really happy, and then she just starts crying, and she says it looks just like me or it has a leg just like mine which is what you haven't mentioned yet did you already mention she has a prosthetic leg oh i'm sorry yeah (laughs) i did yeah well and the doll also has a prosthetic limb yeah i said that too wow i maybe i should be less concerned with the show ending (laughs) (laughs) and so she thanked the american girl doll company corporation or whatever, yeah. whatever um thank you for making a doll like me it's just a sweet video and it's really nice that they did this you know those american girl dolls are crazy expensive 
It is a weird. <laughs> I don't know much about them. Isn't that the one where like Conan goes to has tea parties at and stuff? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Where they have like salons where you can go get your your doll's hair done and their manicures. The, you can go to the American Doll Cafe and have lunch with your doll. Yeah, it's fucking weird. <laughs> yeah, um, but it's nice to see a company that is a for profit corporation doing more humanitarian type things, even if. It's to help their bottom line through public relations because, you know, I, I'm i a firm believer that I'm not really so concerned with what the motive is if the outcome is super positive, which some people disagree with, but I stand by my thing. So what just happened was you weren't listening to me for a significant part of that, and I just didn't listen to you. So I don't know whether or not just to t- agree or just, disagree just, with what you said. Just tit for tat, huh? It's the end of the show, you guys. <laughs> It's hot. We're <laughs> All right. We are going to end it there. We love you guys. We appreciate your listenership, your loyalty, your dedication to twice a week checking us out. If you'd like to support the show other than listening, you can go to dollamore.com and on the left-hand side of the page, there's a link that says support the show. There you can go through Amazon. If you're going to spend your money anyway buying something on Amazon, click the link, buy it through us. Every little bit goes a long way, and we get a little chunk, a little taste of your purchase. The other way would be through PayPal. You can give us a one-time donation if you really love the show. You can set up a monthly, you know, 2 or 3 or $5, whatever. Those funds go toward uh, some of our, our, our costs to defray for hosting and equipment and life. <laughs> or you can go patreon.com slash I doubt it with Dollamore. We really want to help move the conversation forward. And it is not only through the money, but the money sure does help us out a lot. So we love you guys. We appreciate you. So think about it. Think about partnering with us to help grow the show and to continue to move the conversation forward. What a great birthday gift. Yeah, what a great birthday gift that would be. <laughs> All right. Thank you, guys. We appreciate you. We love you. For Brittany Page, I am Jesse Dollimore, and this has been I Doubt It. Brittany, cats do not clean out their assholes <laughs> with their tongue. <laughs>